Hey, everybody. It's Allie. Today is May 1st, 2011, and this is going to be a very abbreviated and a somewhat incomplete YNR chat for today. I've had such a busy week, um, and... <laughs> I've got a lot of things accomplished, but I did not finish my YNRs for this week. I know, I know, I need to get my priorities straight. <laughs> I managed to clean my entire house up and down, but I failed to finish my YNRs. So I've only seen Monday and Tuesday's show. And I have to apologize to you all right off the bat because it. Seems like it has been another amazing week. Things are just happening right and left. I mean, the storylines are just speeding along at warp speed. And unfortunately, <laughs> I can't comment up to date. But I, I have watched Monday and Tuesday's show, so I will throw out a couple of notes. I just I wanted to let you know that I'm still here. I figured I didn't want you guys to think that I was dead. Um... <laughs> But uh, here's just just a couple of notes um, on, on the week to get started. And by the way, I may finish up watching the y my YNRs um, tonight and tomorrow, and I may post a part two just to get my thoughts out there. If I watch, I have to comment. So hopefully I, I will keep your eyes open for a possible part two to be posted either Sunday night or Monday night. But for now, I think the the major storyline movement that I've seen so far, and again, don't hold me accountable for things that have happened Wednesday through Friday. I know nothing of them. But right now, everything is centering around Jana and Lucy and Delia. Jana <laughs> finally was able to put together the final piece of the puzzle and figure out that Lucy is, in fact, Daisy's baby. So Jana <sighs> decides in her crazy little mind that this is the answer she's been waiting for. This is the, the, the answer to all of her prayers. She decides that it is a great idea to just kidnap Lucy. She's going to take Lucy and she's going to, moreover, bring Kevin, the, the, the niece that he's wanted, that he's been searching for for all of this time. And she thinks that this is going to win him over big time. So she prepares to take Lucy. Delia, at the time, happens to wander into the room and kind of gets caught up. And Jana has to take Delia too. So Jana this week runs off with Lucy and Delia. Now, it's it's kind of sad watching how Jana has spiraled down. There, you know, I know that the actress who plays Jana is leaving the show, so these, we're probably right now viewing her final scenes. And I've gone through phases of liking Jana and not liking Jana, and if it weren't for the fact that her character 
has always been a little off and has always been a little weird and has always been a little unstable. And if it weren't for that fact, it would be really hard to watch this descent of Janice because when she's talking crazy about Kevin and her starting a family with these two stolen children, <laughs> it's real hard to have sympathy for her. I ha- I mean, and it's it's hard to watch and I have to remind myself that Jenna has really always been crazy. She, I mean, from the moment she came on the show, she was, you know, she was, a, you know, kind of a crazy, conniving character. She, you know, they they managed to write it off and justify it with a brain tumor and then brought her on to be this stable wife for Kevin or some pseudo stable wife for Kevin um, for, for a while. But we, we all know, I think, if you can kind of look at the history of Jenna, that she has always been a few... I don't know, card card short of a of a deck. <laughs> so so anyway, Jana is run off with these two children. She's telling Kevin that that she wants them to be her new the she wants to be their new mommy and daddy. And it's really, really creepy. Now everybody else in Genoa City is freaking out. First, Billy and Victoria wake up in the morning, find that their children are missing. And at this point, Billy and Daniel have actually already had a conversation that revealed the truth about who Lucy is. It happened um, on Monday's show in the church, and uh, it was actually kind of a relief to see that the truth was finally out for Daniel and between Daniel and Billy. And Billy's reaction to finding out that 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 Daniel not only that Lucy was indeed Daisy's baby, but that Daniel was the father and acknowledged that he was the father. I, I mean, Billy's reaction was really calm and mild. I would have expected Billy to just freak out and do anything to stop Daniel, but Billy was had a very mild reaction, and you know. I think at first kind of thought, oh, great, we're going to have to give the baby back. But then Daniel reassured him that he felt that Lucy was in the best possible home. And then, you know, Billy was very, very grateful to Daniel. So it feels like a relief to me that finally Billy and Daniel have been able to talk about this. Um, If it's just been so long of of hiding the truth, hiding the truth, hiding the truth. And finally, it's, it's open between them. So. Back to when Billy and Victoria find out that the children are missing, a little glimmer happens in Billy's mind, realizing that it probably has to do with this, with the fact that uh, Jana has now fig- figured out the truth about who Lucy is. Victoria, by the way, still clueless. No idea about what, why all of this is going on. But Billy and Victoria, of course, are freaking out. Everyone else in Genoa City starts to slowly find out, starting with Chloe. Now, Chloe found out that Delia was also missing, and she freaked out. She ran right over to Billy and Victoria's house, and she was just letting them have it. She was ripping into Billy and Victoria. I mean, she told Billy and Victoria week after week ago that Jana was no good, that she had ulterior motives, and that she, you know, was a few cards short of a deck. She was right. 
And now suddenly she's been totally validated. And I, I was surprised by it because I have, to, I have to admit, I was not seeing this coming. I did not expect Jenna to kidnap these children. That was not, I didn't know where I was expecting it to go, but it wasn't there. But suddenly Chloe became validated in that moment. And I, I mean, I was very surprised. And Chloe's reaction, she came into the house. Billy and Victoria are standing there wrecked. They've called 911. The police are swarming the house. There's an Amber Alert out. Chloe comes barreling into the house and she's yelling at Billy. She's pushing him. You know, she's saying, you did this. It's your fault that our children are gone. And just her reaction, I mean, Chloe's reaction, just feeling so helpless. It, it, it had me. It just felt, I just felt like Elizabeth Hendrickson did such an amazing job this week. She really convinced me. I mean, there was, there was all of these reactions. I mean, you had Victoria's reaction to, to losing her child, which was very sad. But for some reason, Chloe's reaction just got me. Just, it was very, very real. And... Everybody else in Genoa City, again, starting to find out. Jill comes over. She's concerned. Victor ends up finding out really quickly. And I I, I gotta say, I was very proud of Victor for finding out that Victoria was going through this. And he went right over to her house. Now, of course, when Victor gets there, Billy gives him a little quip like... It takes this kind of th- this kind of event for you to acknowledge your granddaughter. Billy is totally right on that front. I mean, Victor has had very little to do with Lucy until something like this happens. But I just I still it made me glad to see that Victor went to the house to support Victoria, regardless of all of the stuff going on in their family. And I, for one, hope that this becomes, a, you know, kind of a. A reconciliation point for them. I have I'm so tired of the rift between the Newmans. I've been tired of it for if what seems like years now. And I, I I really I was proud of Victor for showing up and I hope that this is maybe some kind of uh, signal of a reunion for the future. Now Nikki was also there, drunk. <laughs> Uh, Nikki is she's been drinking the whole time she she's been drinking for weeks just I mean really take some lessons from a pro you guys if you ever want to develop a secret drinking problem just watch Nikki because she she she's got it down you know she's got it in her purse she's got a little flask in her purse she knows exactly how to slip it into her drink like every scene that Nikki's in <laughs> she's pulling out a flask and pouring it into a, a drink sneakily it's very funny honestly I and I a couple of times she, she, I mean, she keeps getting caught, and a couple of times she's kept getting caught by Jill. I'm almost wondering if Jill is going to be the one to first figure out that Nikki is drinking. And frankly, I think it, it would be really interesting to see Jill help Nikki out of something like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing seeing those two have a little bit more interaction. But nevertheless, Nikki is there throughout this Amber Alert. She's trying to comfort Victoria. And I mean, everyone in Genoa City was there, was there who should be involved. I mean, even Chance was there. We haven't seen him in weeks and he shows up to join in on the search. And meanwhile, Kevin becomes this central card to this to this storyline. I mean, he Jana calls him saying that she has these two kids, you know, obviously she wants them to be the new mommy and daddy and Kevin realizes that she's she's crazy and his instincts kick kick in in a really wonderful way. Jana is for a while holding the kids in this 
abandoned daycare center with cobwebs. It was a really weird mix of like cute old daycare center stuff and then cobwebs and like train tracks and it was weird. But Kevin shows up there. Jana starts to reveal her little plan for their new life and Kevin really stepped it up. He did a good job. You know, his instincts were protect the children. You know, he 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 manages to convince Jana that he is in love with her and that, that, that they are going to start a new family. But they don't need these two stolen kids. They can have a baby of their own. So Kevin is leading her on, basically, trying to get her to return the kids and then just focus on their relationship. And in that moment, Jana had this little glimmer of hope. And it, it it's what made me so sad, again, about the descent of this character. She's... She looks in Kevin's eyes and he's telling her that he wants to be with her and she believes it and she's so happy and so content for once, you know, in, in, in so many months that she's been trying to get him back in this one moment. It, it's sad. It's, you know, she's happy and it's sad. But Kevin successfully manages to get her to take these children back to the church Take them to this church. It's a neutral place. Leave them there. They'll be safe there. And then we'll call Billy and Victoria and Chloe. We'll let them know that the kids are all right. And then me and you will run off and have live happily ever after. Jana buys it. They go back to the church to leave these kids. And when they arrive, slowly it starts to occur to Jana. It starts to unravel. Jana is like wait a minute, you know, Kevin, just the way Kevin is very concerned about the kids, you know, he wants, he's trying to stall, he's trying to get her to stay at the church, and, and Kevin's like, I mean, he's just, you can tell, he's not, he's, he's totally trying to play her, and she starts to slowly figure it out, and that's when she snaps. <laughs> Jana realizes that, okay, I might very well give these kids back, but you ain't going nowhere. Jana pulls out a gun out of her coat pocket and she goes for the good old, you're going to love me or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Which I think is a tried and true method of getting a man. If you want to get your man, you sometimes you got to use a little bit of force. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, I was surprised. Again, it's the descent of this character. It is surprising me. She's got this gun. She's pointing it at Kevin, and she is serious. Kevin has got the. I mean, he's 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 freaking out. But but still, in, he's maintaining you know this air of calmness. You know, he's worried about the kids. He he lures Jana out of the church. Just leave the kids there, and you can do what you want with me. And that is as far as I made it. That is all that I know. And I, I find, I'm finding this this storyline to be very captivating. I can't wait to figure out what's going on with the rest of it. Um, the, I thought that the, the absolute best part of this whole thing, though, <laughs> Catherine talks to God. You guys, there are a million different things that I love about The Young and the Restless, but one of the things I love the most is anytime Catherine talks to God. Catherine goes to this church. 
<laughs> she goes to church, and in light of all of the things that are going on in Genoa City, this Amber Alert, Sharon's death, Catherine decides that she needs to give God a piece of her mind. Oh, I love it. She starts pushing him around. She starts, you know, saying, you know, who, who, I, if this is a test God, then I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it. You know, it's, it's very, who do you think you are, God? I'm Catherine Chancellor. And so she's, she starts, you know, really bullying him around like she always does. And then Catherine just has this moment of realizing who she's talking to and this calm goes over her and suddenly you know it's as if she's she talks to god a lot but on this occasion it was as if god talked back to her so it was unique in that way and as all of this uh, action progressed with Jana and the kids and kevin what do you know the church that Jana and kevin dropped the kids off at ends up being the same church that Catherine is talking to God in. And slowly from out in the foyer, Catherine and Murphy, who's also there, love you, Murphy, they start to hear a baby crying out in the foyer. And they walk out there and they see that it's Delia and Lucy. And Murphy walks right over to pick up Lucy to keep her from crying. And then the camera pans over to Catherine and she just looks up and mouths, Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I obviously Catherine made all that happen. I just want you all to know that all of these events, <laughs> the children returning safely, that is due to Catherine. So you're welcome, Genoa City. Now, I that's not the only storyline. Um, the the you know honestly, there other things seem to be happening, but I'm gonna wait until I have something you know, really meaty to talk about. The the only other thing that I have really caught from watching just Monday and Tuesday's show is that Phyllis and Jack have broken up. Now, this hurts me. (laughs) This hurts me. I am a Phyllis and Jack fan, but this week, Phyllis and... I mean, Jack has, had, was being very passive-aggressive towards Phyllis because he knows. She was, she, was in a, she was in the Caribbean with Nick alone. Jack knows. Not only, I mean, I'm sure he can read her body language and he can look at it between them. He knows something happened and he's been very passive-aggressive toward Phyllis, making little comments. And finally, Phyllis just says, you know what? We need to go somewhere and talk. So they go back to Jack's house and they have it out. It's not even... And it's not even a fight, and it's 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 actually relatively short and very mature. And it was not there was no beating around the bush about it. Jack just I mean, he he just knew and Phyllis knew that he knew. And so Phyllis just I she just admitted it. I mean, I don't even think she verbally admitted it, but it was just so known. She just I mean, her body language, she was just I'm so sorry. That's pretty much all she said was I'm so sorry. And Jack, uh I really hate this. It's really hard on Jack. He was his reaction was so so quiet. You know, he he did not get angry. He just I think in his mind he had already resolved it. And they the, the funny thing was they talked a little bit about why this happened. You know, why did Phyllis do this? Phyllis slept with Nick when she had a really good thing going with Jack. And 
between them, between Jack and Phyllis, they sort of hypothesized a little bit about why why Phyllis did this. You know, why does she do this? Why does she behave this way? And they talked about how maybe Phyllis sabotages her relationships because she's afraid to be loved or that she maybe doesn't think that she's good enough to be loved. And it was very strange that, you know, they took this sort of philosophical bend in trying to discuss it when I'm going to be very honest with you. I think the reason that Phyllis slept with Nick is because she likes to have sex with him. I think that's the weight of it. Phyllis is wildly attracted to Nick, and it makes her do crazy things. It makes her do anything. I mean, if you, I understand it, maybe some of you guys understand it. If you get somebody who can do you good, you're going to do what you got to do to keep them and to keep being around them. It's an addiction. And I think, (laughs) I think that Phyllis is, she likes the way Nick gives it to her. And I, I'm not saying that she and Jack did not have a great relationship. I think they have a great relationship, but obviously Phyllis is going to do what she's got to do to get back with Nick. And especially now that Sharon is out of the way, I mean, maybe Phyllis would have lied about it if Sharon was still in the picture for Nick. But Sharon was the major obstacle to Nick and Phyllis's relationship. And now, thinking that Sharon is gone, that door is wide open. And Phyllis, whether, I I mean, I don't think she is even doing it consciously. I don't think she's doing it maliciously. I think she sees that that opportunity is there, and now she's she's gonna take it. And it's a sad thing for Jack, it's a very sad thing for Jack, but I think Jack did the right thing. He told Phyllis, this it's this is it. You know, I mean, I think Phyllis half expected Jack to forgive her and take her back and everything could go back to the way it was. But Jack was just like, no, 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 it's over. And I feel like Jack did the right thing. And this is coming from a Jack and Phyllis fan. I, I really feel like Jack deserves someone who is committed to him. You know, he not somebody who he has to worry about cheating on him with Nick. He already had that with Sharon. He already had that with Phyllis. Everybody wants to cheat on Jack with Nick. And Jack deserves someone who will love him only. I wish they would have kept Emily on. I think she was a really, really good match for him. We need someone new for Jack. Because this is getting real old. I mean, he's been, he has not been happy in a long time. And Jack deserves some happiness. And, you know, I I also want to say for Jack, he handled the whole thing with Phyllis so well. And I respect him so much for how he handled it. Not an unkind word. I mean, he had every reason to go off on Phyllis. But not, he did not say a, an unkind word about her. Not an untrue word about her. Not a raised voice. Just calm. But you could feel his pain. I mean, you you knew from his face, from his voice, that he was in pain. But he did, he did not explode the way you would almost expect him to. And I tell you guys, that is a real man. Okay, you guys, that that's going to have to be my update for right now. Uh, obviously, there are so many other things that are going on that I will have to comment um, with you, comment about. 
But we'll do we'll do either I will post a part two or I will come back next week and we'll chat about all of this. On the plus side, did I mention that I really cleaned my house? I really cleaned my house this week. I mean, I put hours and hours. I probably put 16 hours this week into just cleaning my house out. And let me tell you, I'm feeling like a new woman. Sometimes you just got to do that. I was feeling all like cluttered. I was just feeling like I just started, I had a bad week anyway, and I was just feeling like, ugh, I need a vacation or I need a change or, I mean, like, honest to God, I was feeling like Sharon. Like, I need to just dye my hair and and change my clothes and just go off and be a different person for a while. (laughs) But unfortunately, (laughs) that was not, you know, that was not in the cards for me. I couldn't just, you know, run off. But I thought, you know, there a couple of times it has really saved me, really helped me to clean my house to clean my life. And that's exactly what I did. I've, I mean, I've made so much progress and I feel better. You know, I feel like I'm on the road to, you know, making some improvements around the house. And I feel like if I feel good about my home, then I'll feel better about myself and, and I'll be more efficient. And next time when it's time to talk about YNR, I will have plenty of time to sit down and give a really good chat about it. So Thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with me, even though it's not, you know, fully, it's not a full, full chat. If you've, if you were able to watch the whole show this week, I'm sorry. And if you don't watch the show and you're just wanting a recap, you'll definitely want to probably get another recap for the end of last week's show. So yeah, that's it for me for now. But thanks again for listening. I love you guys. And I hope that you have a really good week. And again, I may be back soon, but if not, I will be back next week. All right. I love you guys. Happy viewing. Talk to you next time. Bye.